Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. For those of you who might be new to the podcast or don't know, my name is Teresa. This week, I want to continue our creative learning methods conversation and I wanted to keep on this theme of warmer weather and spring and all of the fun things that come along with getting into the spring and fun ways that you can learn and build skills and explore with play as you learn more and more about all of the things that go along with spring and all that spring entails. Spring is an exciting time of the year when some days are warm, some days are chilly, some days are sunshiny and chilly like today. And each day brings a different experience. Each day brings new learning opportunities if you are in nature. And I want to encourage you again to take advantage of those learning and skill building opportunities. So one of the things that I talked about in the previous episodes was insects. I love, and kids of all ages love, exploring insects. You see different kinds of insects in different kinds of places during different times of the year. So, you could observe things like dragonflies and butterflies and ladybugs and worms and slugs and flies and beetles and ants. You might also see bees, especially if you have specific types of plants that are in a given area. I like to plant plants that will attract things like bees and butterflies. Mostly because butterflies are pretty to look at and they're interesting to observe. 
and they're a great learning experience for kids. As we've discussed in other episodes, butterflies are a fun life cycle to explore, and kids have a lot of fun with it. I have talked in recent episodes about bees being a fun life cycle to observe as well. But what is really interesting about bees that you can do in a safe way is observe the different jobs that bees do. And you can engage kids in research about, I saw a really fun uh, activity set um, earlier this week. I do a lot of surfing around the internet looking for inspiration of different activities to offer you guys. So oftentimes I'll see something and create my own activity from it. And I saw this really fun activity and it was actually a PlayStation that actually laid out the different parts of bees. And it did it in a really fun way. And it would be a really fun way to participate and create your own version of a game that I like to call Build A, in this case, Build A B, but it could be anything. It could be Build A fill in the blank, Build A tree, Build A car, Build A animal, Build A robot, whatever you want it to be, which is one of my favorite things about this game. And you can set it up where you are practicing letter recognition and spelling and reading. It's really up to you and what skills you want to practice, what subjects you want to get into, how you go about setting it up. But what you would do is you would gather loose parts that represent, in this case, different parts of the B. And then if you were doing it with math, you would assign each one a number. If you were doing it with reading, you would assign each one a letter. And if you were doing it with math, you would use dice and roll a dice. And depending on the number that you would roll, you would get to pick that part and add it to your B. In doing it with reading or spelling or letter recognition, you could do it more like a hangman type game where you would assign different letters to different parts and then use flip cards. And as you would flip a specific letter, you would get to choose that part. You could also use uh, clues or trivia questions to get the person to guess what part you're encouraging them to select. 
by giving facts about a specific part or a task or something along those lines. But the fun thing about exploring bees and the jobs that they do is you discover that bees build a home called a hive and everyone who is in the hive does something different. And within that hive, bees produce beeswax. They also produce honey. And beeswax and honey offer up all kinds of other learning and skill building experiences because then you can explore beeswax itself and what other types of things beeswax can become. Same thing with honey. You can explore the different ways that honey can be used. This offers up science experiment opportunities. This offers up creative experimentation and all kinds of fun stuff. You can do the same kinds of things with butterflies, with worms, with different animals if you want to get into animals. Butterflies was always a fun one because you can study each life cycle stage as an individual unit. And then you can set out all different kinds of activities where the kids get to create their own versions of that particular life stage. And then they can tell stories about their butterflies or their, their caterpillars or, you know, however you choose to work with the kids to set specific activities up. And all of these insects offer up their own learning and skill building experiences. But the one thing that they have in common is that you can tie specific learning ideas to all of them. And what I'm thinking of is emotions. Animals and insects and nature in general is a good way to support kids in expressing and exploring their emotions in healthy and positive ways and getting into what causes their emotions and how to process their emotions. These things are things that we've talked about in other episodes that you can go and listen to where I share other ideas. But I like the idea of exploring something like nature, insects, 
animals and tying it to something like our own emotions and our own emotional health. Because oftentimes, kids find it very easy to relate to animals or insects or other items that they find in nature. And doing so can be a great outlet to encourage kids to express their own emotions as a butterfly, as a bird that has just flown in front of me. Um, or as a dog, or as a bee, or a butterfly, or a worm, or a spider. Spider's another one that I forgot to mention. Um, spiders, actually, <laughs> as much as they give me the heebie-jeebies, is a great way to get kids moving. So is studying animals like birds or uh, rabbits or, you know, different species of birds, chickens, uh, birds that you might find in your neighborhood, geese, uh, pigeons, different kinds of birds and the different ways that they communicate are all great ways to dive into exploring and expressing emotions if you notice that kids are starting to express big emotions, which is not surprising with the year that we have just been through. So studying nature and animals and insects can be great ways to encourage kids' curiosity while getting them engaged in being excited to learn new things. So I got a little distracted there. I just watched a hawk fly over the top of my head. Um, and that is a great comparison activity. You know, what is the difference between a hawk or a cardinal that I just saw or a blue jay? What do they have in common that makes them all same species but different breeds? And you can do that with birds. You can answer that question with insects. You can... Uh, answer that question with all different kinds of animals. You can do that with trees. You can do that with different kinds of flowers and plants. And so this really is a time of the year that I get really excited about creating fun learning and skill building activities for kids because there's just so much that you can do that really keeps kids' interest, that keeps them off the screens that keeps them engaged because they're not reading information from a book and they're actually getting engaged in the learning. And here's an example. You can get kids active as you study 
nature. And that's a great way for them to express their emotions and learn to control their emotions by learning to control and release their energy. And again, that's something that I've talked about in other episodes of this podcast. So you can go back and listen to those for other activity ideas and informational ideas. But learning something or learning about, I should say, something like insects and taking on the persona of a spider and exploring where a spider lives and what the life cycle of a spider is and then getting them engaged in creating their own spider web and navigating that spider web as a different kind of an insect perhaps are fun ways to get kids to learn about how a spider web is created and why spiders have that special ability and you could even tie superheroes into that if that's something that the kids in your life are interested in which would be another fun way to spark interest in spiders themselves but I will leave that entirely up to you but it's a fun way to get kids moving as they explore spiders you can get out and go on nature walks and perhaps you come across spider webs and you can study them and see if you can compare and contrast differences in what different spider webs look like depending on how close you want to get to a spider web personally that's not for me <laughs> i would stick to things like birds and butterflies and animals that have fur perhaps reptiles which is something we can get into as we get into spring and summer same thing with fish as you can see like I said a minute ago, I get really excited about learning about nature and animals and the different animal species and how they each have a place in the world and play a specific role and how we're all interconnected and actually do have an effect on each other based on our own behavior, which is a great way to explore behavior and relationships and emotions and interaction. So that was a really great example of how to tie learning and skill building and play together with other social aspects of education, relationship building, emotional expression. All of these things are important for our overall well-being. And so you might 
wonder how you can turn these things into activities. And what I want to encourage you to do is explore loose parts. So if you're talking about studying birds, you can get out things like noodles and art feathers and q-tips and you could even use beads all of these things can represent different parts of a bird and you can encourage kids to use these things to create their own bird or you can give them tissue paper and paint and construction paper and allow them to create their own butterflies and caterpillars. Butterflies and caterpillars all look different. You can study why that is and what the differences in speed in yeah, in species of butterflies are and why each different kind of butterfly has different color markings and how that's determined and all of these fun things and then you can offer kids art supplies to create their own versions and you can get technical and hands-on with it and you can get them to create their own models even so perhaps they could do something like build a butterfly kite or build a caterpillar kite. That would be a whole lot of fun. And see if they could use their kite and get their kite to fly like a butterfly does. And that's great science, exploration, and learning. So as we round out this week's episode, I hope you are inspired to get outside, get active, enjoy nature. But I also want to encourage you to check out all of the fun experiences that I offer. I love engaging with people and this year has been difficult to find ways to do that. I've succeeded in doing so and I hope you have as well. But what I've done is I've created all kinds of virtual experiences and each one of these experiences allows us to come together virtually and engage and share ideas. Some of these experiences we focus more on the skill building aspect, but I would like to also invite you to join me for something that I have started where I am going to go live each week and I am going to demonstrate and invite all of you to offer up activities that are hands-on learning experiences that 
tie learning, skill building, and play together. So I am going to be starting that in the coming days and weeks here, and I hope you will join me. If you want to learn more about the activity ideas that I also offer, you can head over to the creativecampusonline.com where you will find 12 different invitation themes that will give you activity ideas to support your skill building, learning, and exploration through play. So I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me again next week because I have more spring learning, exploration, and skill building to share with you. And I hope you will come and enjoy that with me. Thanks for joining me this week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.